plug those headphones in. It's time for Ireland's only interactive podcast, the multi-award winning Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. You're very welcome to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian and Jeremy, recorded at our studio at the White Sands Hotel in Port Marnock in North County, Dublin. Now, uh, before I let you know what we're going to be discussing on this latest exclusive Opinions Matter podcast, I want to let you know about advertising on the Opinions Matter podcast. If you would like to advertise your company, product or service on the Opinions Matter podcast, why not get in touch? with us. Every month we have over a quarter of a million listens to our podcast, not to mention the two million plus who engage with us on Facebook every week. Now, advertising with Opinions Matter is ideal for smaller companies who may not be able to afford to advertise on traditional media like radio or the newspapers. So if you would be interested in advertising with us on the Opinions Matter podcast, please contact Sean in SMK Marketing by email. And the email address is opinionsmattershow.com at smkmarketing.ie. That's Opinions Matter Show at smkmarketing.ie. You can also WhatsApp us directly on 085-825-2626 and we'll send you on uh, all of the information that you may need. 085-825-2626. So, what do we want to talk about on this special Opinions Matter podcast? Last week, we uploaded uh, an episode of this podcast, and it was titled Harrowing Footage Discovered on Tala Teen's Phone Leads to Devastation. And it was a story of a young boy from uh, Tala in Dublin who has been subjected to absolutely horrific bullying and physical abuse at the hand of uh, a gang of local lads in the Tala area. The 14-year-old, um, we found out, was sub- we'll hear about it in a, in a moment, was subject to the most horrific f- physical, emotional uh, bullying that you can imagine. Now, his mother has been warned by him not to contact the guards because he will take his life if she does. Now, last week uh, during that podcast, I had had a string of email conversations with uh, this particular uh, mother and the conversations stopped until Friday when uh, this mother got in contact with us again by uh, email to say that having listened to the podcast... Having listened to what other people had said, she now wants to uh, talk about their story. The story of the 14-year-old young man who's being bullied and how she, as a mother, is coping with it and uh, dealing with it. For the purposes of this podcast, we're going to call this woman Lucy. And as you'll hear in uh, just a moment, we are disguising Lucy's voice. The voice disguise in this particular instance is very severe because this lady is totally paranoid about being recognized and about her son being recognized. So I know at times voice disguise, when we use it on this podcast, can be difficult to listen to. 
I have to apologize in advance because we have made the voice disguise on this particular interview very severe so that this woman will not be uh, recognized. As I said, we're uh, going to refer to her as Lucy. We're going to refer to her son as Sean. And we'll talk to her in just a minute. It's Ireland's most talked about podcast. The only podcast with live callers and live debates. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Now, Lucy, as I described a moment ago, we are disguising your voice quite heavily. Tell me why you've decided to uh, talk to us on the Opinions Matter podcast. So I suppose like I've been kind of debating on it since I was emailing you last week. And at the time I said, no, I'm not. I don't want to talk about it. I'll just tell my story on email. But um, sorry, I'm really nervous. I, I was listening back uh, on Wednesday when you, you talked about it and you told the story. And I suppose I was seeing the, the reaction coming in on your show, like people telling their stories and people telling talking about things that are obviously really difficult. And I've seen the impact that it was having. And then on social media as well, I've seen on your, your Facebook page and the comments and people who are really affected by it. And I think, you know, if that's telling the story on email, then I'm thinking of, you know, impact, the impact of me breaking my silence and actually talking about it properly and going into it. And I'm just, I suppose the main reason I want to talk to you right now is that I want people to hear this and to play it for their kids. I want people to their kids to hear what bullying is doing to my son. And if they think it's funny to use somebody for a bit of bullying because they think it's entertaining or it makes them big, it doesn't. I'm, just, I'm begging parents to just play this and let no other parents or young friends or young ones be going through what my family's going through right now because of bullies. The podcast from last week was one of the most listened to podcasts we uh, have had during the month of July because it resonated with so many people, because we heard uh, the story of the woeful bullying that your son has been uh, subjected to. A lot of people have been in contact with us. In fact, still today, people are reacting to that podcast from uh, last week. We're going to refer to your son during this podcast as Sean. That's not his name, but that's the name we're going to use to refer to him. A lot of our listeners are very concerned about your son. So tell me, uh, Lucy, how is Sean today? He's not good. He's not himself. He's, it's really, really, really bad. He's like a shell. That's the way, that's the only way I can put it. It's like a shell of the way he used to be. He was always, I had him quite young, I was only 17, so for a long time it was just, I'm, going, I'm seeing someone else now, And but for a long time it was just the two of us, and he was always like my little pal, my little buddy, uh, we have our little jokes and our little ways, and now he's just like, it's like he an alien in front of me, I don't even recognise him, he's here physically, but as a person, it's like he's just, he's just here physically, there's nothing, it's like he's just transport himself to another world but his body is still on the earth that's the best way I can explain it now before I find out what you're uh, planning to do uh, for people who may have missed last week's uh, podcast you described in your email to me how uh, your uh, son had been picked on by uh, a gang of local lads you spoke to their parents you spoke to the school about it a while ago and as far as you were concerned that was it it was sorted and it had gone away 
until one night last week, you uh, picked up your son's phone. Describe to me, please, uh, Lucy, what exactly you found on your son's phone. God. So, um, the reason that I went through his phone, as I said, was I had put down to hormones and being 14, and but I knew there's more to this. Like, I, for instance, just to give you an example, actually, of, of how badly affected my, my boy is, I went out the other day and I got him a game, a new game for his PlayStation 5 that he's been after for, for ages, and I've been getting him to save for it. The game is still sitting in front of me. Now, that is not my son. My son would have had that ripped off and the game finished by now. It's still sitting in front of me, still in the bag. I got it, got it in, untouched, not even looked at. So when I seen his phone there, uh, I knew this is my chance to delve into his brain because he's not telling me anything. So maybe this is the only insight I can get into what's going on. And when I say my world stopped, it has torn my world apart. And even, you know, my fella, big on great, he's devastated by what has been found. Like, we don't even know what to think. It was me, it was, it was the only one day when I was looking at the phone. Now, when I say my the room started spinning around me. I actually threw up. Um, my palms were getting like hot and was sweating, and I cannot describe. I can't. You'd need to see. Like I can tell you what happened in the world, but you'd need to see just to understand how evil and disgusting and brutal these lads are. The first thing I noticed when I went in was on WhatsApp messages, and it was like man boobs, and. Um, Beaver teeth, back haunt, nobody would care if you die, go kill yourself. Your ma is a tramp, your ma is a slag, I'm gonna rape your ma, was one. Um, now I'm not worried about myself, but for him to be hearing this and seeing this, like they're, they're so fucking disgusting that they'd actually target the person that he's closest in the world with as well. That must, I can't even imagine what that was like for him reading that because we've probably always been so close. But then I and it's not something I usually actually think to do. I don't even know what made me do it. Go through his like the media on it and look through videos and stuff. But then I decided to, you know, I was like, he's asleep. I'm gonna have a proper look here. And that's when I seen the videos and the indescribable torture that my son is being put through. The first video was um, being locked in a closet in the school, and. Um, by about five young fellas, five or six young fellas, one obviously had the phone, they're all laughing. Like I said, an email like a pack of hyenas. And he was visibly upset, trying not to cry. That's the part that killed me the most. He was trying not to cry when all this was going on. Like he was trying to be big and he was trying to, you know, not let them see him being upset. And I knew, I know my son, I know his expressions, I know his brain, I know the way he thinks. And that was the, hard, the hardest part was that he was trying so hard just to, to not let them see how bothered he was by it. Then, Another video was recorded um, the same group of lads, I imagine, because I could see the same two or three fellas that were in the other video in this one, and they making him dance in his boxers in the changing rooms in return, or not, having his face smashed off the benches. Come on, dance, dance, they were saying, dance, dance, and they were literally making him perform, because, and he did it because he was terrified that they were going to smash his face off the wooden benches in the changing rooms. Um, the other one, sorry, sick even thinking about them. Uh, the other one was being held down in Shaw in the, uh, the Memorial Park in Dallas, and they were all, there was about two or three of them trying to hold him down, and then there was 
Two lads went over and they were trying to pull down their zippers to take a piss in them. He managed to get away, but that's what they were going to do. They were going to be like, they were like chanting, do you like the taste of piss? Do you like the taste of piss? And he managed to get away, but had he not gotten up, got away, I have no doubt in my mind that they would have pissed on No doubt whatsoever. And like, that's on a few of the videos, like, there was, another, there was another that they put like a dead fish in a school bag. They actually put a dead, they put some one of them went to obviously the fishmongers or something like that, or fish, and put it in a school bag where it would have been stinking out. And when he found it, they recorded him finding it. Um, it's all, you know what? It's kind of like a blur. Like, is that like, even though I'm like, did I actually see that on my son's phone? Is that real? Like, is this, did people do this? And, Dipping the skill bag out, filling it with rubbish, and um, oh, sticking sanitary towels to his back. It was alone, and um, literally sanitary towels. Now, obviously, they weren't used or anything, but still, sanitary towels on his back, flicking cigarettes in his hair, because he's like really thick, curly hair. I love his hair, I always have since he was a little boy, and they're flicking their youths, like they're nearly at the end of their cigarette butts, onto his hair. Now, when I heard this story last week and uh, I was just reading it from uh, an email. It really affected me. It affected an awful lot of our uh, listeners just because of the depravity of the way in which your son has been uh, bullied. One of the things that you uh, you agreed to talk to us today on condition that we protected your identity. So we have uh, we've changed your name. We've disguised your voice. But I'm really torn here as I speak to you that this is an incident or incidents that are so serious that these need to be reported to uh, the Gardaí. And I've said that to you before we even started recording today's podcast. And you're saying no. Why? Because he's already told me. And what scares me is I believe him. And it's just a chance I can't take that if I go to guards or if he gets a whiff that I've spoken to a guard, that he will kill himself, that he will leave the house and come back in a body bag. That's what he, my 14-year-old told me. That I, the next time he sees me or I see him, he'll be in a body bag. And I can't take that chance. I can't, chance, I can't take a chance and hope that he won't do that because the mental state he's in now, looking at him the way he is, I would be fairly certain that he means what he's saying. He's already hanging on. I can see it on him. He's hanging on by a thread. I'd say it's taken everything and I'm not to do it. And we have, like, I can't leave the house to go to the shops. Like, I'm actually getting deliveries now, shopping deliveries to my house because I'm afraid to leave him on his own. I check on him every during the night. I'm up during the night. Did you like when he was a baby? Up during the night into his room to make sure he's still breathing, that he hasn't done anything stupid. I'm only short. I'm pulling a chair up beside his bed and watching him sleep. I can't do anything because I can't leave him because I can't take a chance because I'm terrified that I'm going to find him dead because of these horrible, evil little bastards that have destroyed him and destroyed our family. And everything is just so messed up because these little evil shits think that it's okay to use someone for entertainment the way they have been. So that's why I'm not going to the guards because I cannot guarantee that he doesn't mean what he's telling me. Okay, one of the things uh, that our listeners did say in last week's podcast is whatever it is you do, you have to do something. And I'm going to uh, discuss with you in just a moment exactly what you are going to do. Voted Irish Current Affairs Podcast of the Year. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy.
I'm in the middle of a conversation with a lady that we're calling Lucy about the bullying that her uh, 14-year-old son that we're calling Sean has been subjected to by uh, a gang of teenagers in the Tala area. Now, uh, Lucy has just described to us how she will not go to the Gardaí about this because her son has threatened to uh, take his own life, which is very, very uh, concerning. And as I said, uh, Lucy just a moment ago, um, hearing this story, hearing the abuse that your son has been subjected to really puts an onus on uh, me to want to report it. But you are absolutely insistent that uh, nothing is done, which is why uh, you would only talk to us with your voice uh, and identity being uh, disguised. So tell me, uh, Lucy, what are you going to do? We sat down about uh, um, the other night and basically um, we've decided to remove him from the situation altogether. So I've given my landlord notice and we're going to leave Tala because I can't, like, these tubs are, are basically pushing us out of our own home because I'm, I'm snookered. I can't go to the guards because I'm terrified it's going to end up resulting in me burying my son. So the only thing, the only logical thing we could come up with is to leave. So we're going to leave Tala. And we're going to go as far away from here as we can. So we're looking. Um, like, I don't want to be, like, my mother, I've got, my mother um, is well, so I have to be, like, obviously within traveling distance, but we're actually moving out of Dublin, and we're going to, um, I'm looking at Navin. We're going to move into Meads. I have friends there, and I just can't wait to be out now. I just can't wait to get him out, and hopefully he'll change, and he'll be my little boy, but the little boy I've always known and loved and he'll come back and he can be saved because even though he's still alive he needs to be saved and I think that's the only way we can do it is by taking him far away How does he feel about that? He won't talk to us I've said it to him I've, he doesn't he just stares it's like he's staring it's like he's a zombie he just doesn't even engage anymore so I, I'm not leaving it up to him we're making the decision I'm making the decision for my son and that's what we're doing because if it comes down to that or waiting to see, I'm going to take action now. I just wish that the parents of these youngsters that they talk to them, talk to them and the rest. I, I hope every parent listening to this will take, use this to actually teach their kids about the effects of bullying and what it does to people because now I have to leave my home and my son has to leave his home and he has friends here that he has to leave because his life has been made so horrible and intolerable that our only option for survival at this point is to move far away. Your son himself, the way you're describing um, his isolation from the world, his becoming almost a recluse as a result of what he has gone through, your son clearly does need... Uh, professional help to get him over this. Is that something that you're looking at? So he won't come to the GP. I've made an appointment on uh, Friday for the GP and he won't come with me. So I rang the out of hours doctor last night and they would, it's calling only, but he's refusing to come and I can't force him. I can't physically pick him up and put him in my car to bring him to a doctor. So I'm going to see next week if I could get a doctor out or a therapist out, or maybe one of our listeners has advice. Is there someone that I can get to do a call out? Um, 
because I can't even leave them to go anywhere myself. I can't, because I'm terrified these, I'm going to find them hanging or something when I come back. So I'm going to try and get someone out to the house next week. But, um, I'm hoping that if we get a quick move, get out of there, I don't even care about getting uh, my deposit back. I'm like, I told my landlord we're leaving, but if I get something next week, I'll be gone. I don't care about getting my deposit back or my notice or anything. That's how bad I want to get out of the situation. And then maybe when we get to where we're going and we get started and, and you know, we settle, then we can start properly healing and fixing him and trying to get him back to the way he used to be and get him the help he needs because right now he doesn't he's not engaging enough he doesn't want help he just wants to stay in his room and just be by himself the whole story i have to be honest with you lucy is is heartbreaking and um, I, I think of your uh, son, Sean, doing exactly, believe it or not, what I used to do when I was a teenager. I'd come home from school, I'd go straight to my bedroom and I'd stay there for the whole uh, day because I was being bullied as a teenager myself. Um, not to the extent or in the depraved way that your son has uh, being bu- been bullied over, over a number of months, it would appear. My concern listening to the depravity of what these young fellas have inflicted on your son is by you moving and leaving it behind you, and I understand why you want to do that, these young fellas are literally getting away scot-free to inflict that sort of depravity on some other child. What do you say to that? No. This is why I'm moving far away, because as soon as we get into our new place, the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to drive back up to Talagarda Station. Once I get all their names out of my son, I mean, I have the videos, but I want to know names, surnames, where these lads, these evil little bastards are from. And the first thing I'm going to do is go back up to Tala, go back to the Garda Station, and make sure every single one of them is held accountable in some way for what they have done to my son. They will not get away with it. I'm just taking my son away from the situation so that before I do what I'm going to do, and I will be, I swear I'm going to, it's going to, there will be war. I'll follow this up. My son won't know a thing about it. He won't need to. I will make sure that these evil, horrible, satanic little animals get what's coming to them. And if the law won't do anything about it, then maybe I'll find another way because something, they cannot get away with this. At the moment, my worry and my priority is getting my son to a safe space mentally and physically and then when he's in that safe space then I will start to look for justice for him and for what they have done to my family and to us and to even in the sense that we have to move they will pay for it I'll make sure they do I was asking earlier on how your son is and you described in in great detail how withdrawn he has uh, become in terms of the, the bullying, uh, has it stopped at this moment? The fact that he's not leaving the house um, would suggest that it stopped physically. But do you, are, are you sure that he is not still being taunted online? I have his phone. He hasn't gotten his phone back since I found what I found last week. So his phone is in my possession and he asked me to turn it off. So I did. So I don't know if there's stuff coming in, but to be honest, I don't have the stomach or the head at the moment to see anymore. Because what I have right now, even when my son is safe and please God back to his old self, what I've seen will haunt me to the day that I die. Those images and those videos will be embedded and etched in my brain every day for the rest of my life. 
you give birth to someone, you bring someone up to be a good person, you teach them right from wrong, and then you find out that, and he's no angel, he's like any other 14-year-old, but that no human deserves, no animal deserves to be tortured and tormented like that. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, what I've seen. So I, I don't even know where else I can go or what else I can say because it's just the whole thing. It's just a blur. It's just, I feel sick. I do not sleep on myself. I'm not eating. I'm so worried about him. I does no self-care. <sighs> they have destroyed us. And I'm begging, begging any parent listening there, please, please, please sit your kid down and play this for them and let them hear what is happening and what bullying does. Let them listen to this so that they never do it to anyone else. So that bullying can be stopped. And this kind of behavior, it can have a zero tolerance approach because that's what's needed. There needs to be a zero tolerance approach for anything like this. This is essentially trying to kill someone. I don't, this for me nearly equates to, if, he, if my son does something, I would class that as manslaughter, if not murder, because he would have been, I, I don't know that I'd still, after what I've seen, I don't know if that, when that was me when I was 14, if I'd still be here, I'd probably have done it before, I'd probably have done it by now. He's strong, and but he's only able to take so much, so please, if you have kids, particularly kids of teenage years with phones and everything else, check their phones, know where they're going, know what they're doing, check their social media, and for the love of God, teach them about why it is so important not to be bullying people. Lucy, I really wish you the, the very best, yourself and uh, your son, uh, Sean. You should describe to us how your plan is to move maybe to somewhere uh, like Navan and hopefully f- leave this chapter of your life behind you, uh, rehabilitate uh, your son, uh, get your son back, basically, with professional help. I, I hope uh, he gets over the, uh, over the foreseeable. And I'm very consoled to hear that you don't intend dropping this. You do intend uh, action being taken against these young fellas when you move away. This isn't the end of this story. And I think maybe a year down the line, when everything settles, you'll hear about this, I think. I think this story will, you'll hear about it. I think, judging on the videos that I found on my son's phone, this is too small to be swept under the carpet. I think there's more going to come with this and I think it's I hope by talking to you today I'm at least starting a conversation and you know making people think but there will be more to come with this I'm not going to let it go I'm upset angry I'm I'm upset and angry I'm I'm just kind of going with it at the moment to do the best for my son but when this settles and my son is feeling better please God I'll be soon that's when the anger will really kick in and I will be ready then and I will go after these animals to, and I will fight to a nail for, because of what they did to my son. I just want my boy back now. That's all I'm thinking about now for the, for the foreseeable my, my priorities get my boy back. But once I start seeing an improvement, I'm coming for them and I am not going to let go. Lucy, I really appreciate you uh, talking to us so publicly, uh, albeit with your identity uh, protected and concealed and I'm sure most people can understand why you've insisted upon that. Um, and all I can say to you is I, I wish you uh, well. I wish your son, Sean, uh, the very best. And I hope this is the beginning of uh, a new chapter for you and him uh, to get on with your lives.
that's all I want. That is all I want. And I just want to say thank you like to yourself and, and Jeremy and the team there just because for being so understanding and so patient. I know like there was a lot of emails back and forth, like but even like emails late at night checking to see how I'm doing and stuff. So I just really wanted to thank you because it's it's nice to have somewhere you can go to talk about stuff and to, you know, I feel a bit better even in the last kind of 20 minutes just because I feel like a weight has been lifted, if that makes sense. I feel like the story is like, it's nearly like a problem shared and all that. And it just, it's just, it's not weighing me down as in this, keeping this to myself. So even in terms of like talking about it today has just made it a little bit, I don't know, it feels like I can fight it a bit more or something that I can take it on now that it's out there. Lucy again. Thank you very much indeed for uh, talking to us on this latest Opinions Matter podcast and do uh, keep in touch with us over uh, the coming weeks because I know an awful lot of our uh, listeners are invested in uh, the story of uh, your son and you and everything that you're all uh, going through. Again, Lucy, thanks very much indeed for talking to us. Thank you and I will definitely be in touch as soon as we get out somewhere else. Well, I'll let you know when I'm going to the guards and I'll let you know the updates and everything else. Lucy, thanks very much indeed. And that is just about it from this special edition of Opinions Matter. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit subscribe or follow. Click on the little bell icon on Spotify. And that way you'll be notified every time we upload a new episode of Opinions Matter. I'm Adrian Kennedy. Thank you very much indeed for listening. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye bye.